0: I had to pull michael into this interview by his hair and i had to force him to talk about this topic and if you're listening today this is something that nobody really talks about and if you're listening and you're in the michael and i's market this is a really good strategy because uh we have very expensive uh buildings and we have scarce land available so we're going to talk all about subdividing today so if you're in the lower hudson valley or in nassau county or Suffolk County. This is really, really lucrative. So, Michael, I'm gonna let you steal the thunder here because you've done a lot of these, Professor.
1: Well, what you're talking about subdividing properties, right?
0: Well, let's, let's get let's put it this way. Let's define what is subdividing a property and then how do we identify properties that can be subdividable? Because you can make a lot of money just doing this alone without even, you know, touching the house. Okay. So
1: what I've done on several occasions is I found properties on large lots where the house was on one side of the lot. Those intrigue me always because I look at what I can do with the other side, the empty side of the lot. So I've actually, I've I've been successful two times on this and I've been unsuccessful recently once.
0: Um, Pretty good ratio, two to one.
1: I guess. Yeah. I'm batting 666. That's pretty good. So, um, but it takes a long time. So let's talk about what we're talking about. So the idea is if you see the big, it's a property somewhere and there's a house on one side, then what you could do in theory is subdivide the property into two lots, one with the house, with the existing lot, sell that for an existing lot. And the other one, if you can make it buildable, which is the challenge, the hard part, then you can sell that to a builder or you can build on it yourself. Now, so I'll give you the example. Uh One of the first ones I did it was uh, 81 Hathaway Avenue in Elmont. So this one was really poised for perfection. So it's every almost every single property, every single lot on that street is 40 by 100. Now, the the real the the, min, the rules are you need 6,000 square feet, 60 by 100. But that area was really predominantly 40 by 100 and I had a house on one side and then a completely empty 40 by 100 lot next to it. Almost looked like there was a house there one day, but I don't think there was. Um so the guy wanted top dollar for the house. And I looked at it and I said, I'll pay him a little less than top dollar, but if I can just subdivide the property next to him, I'm going to make a fortune. So, um, I paid too much for the, for the property. What
0: did you pay for the property? If you can remember, just ballpark, 400. Let's say around 400. Okay.
1: And, um, and I thought I could maybe sell the house for, the house wasn't in great shape four and a quarter. Uh, 450. I figured I may take a loss on it if I can't. Yeah. But I got the approval for the subdivision. It took a very long time, but I got the approval of the subdivision. I sold a lot and, and the market really helped me out too. So I sold the did house
0: you, Did like, you um, get the property under contract subject to getting subdivided? Or did you close okay. and then deal with it after the fact?
1: It, it, took me a, it took me almost two, I think over two years to get it subdivided. So, and that guy knew it was going to be a bitch. So no, I had to take that risk and I had to eat a lot of uh, expense. But in the end, the market saved my ass. I sold it for over 500. And I sold a lot for over 200. So I did oh, good, but I didn't do it as great as you think because I had a ton, a ton of money um, in interest fees, a ton of money in taxes. Also, the subdivision was expensive. You see, to do this, you really need patience. Uh, the richest guys in the world, right? I always think are the guys who have enough money and enough time that they can wait for things to sort of happen, right? So in this situation, there were very few people that are going to wait that long to do what I did. I also got denied the first time because of some political bullshit. I it didn't make any sense why I would get denied for the variance. Um, I had to reapply and then reapply. Whatever is a homeless. So I'm saying, waited it out, and I, I probably made over a hundred grand on the deal, but it was a lot of uh, heartache in the middle. And I, what I, you know, my stupidest thing was I didn't. I, the house sent, sat empty. That was one of the ones where I had I rented
0: it. the house in the meantime. It I should have money. like I should
1: have Airbnb'd it, or I should have done something. I could have I could have made another hundred grand on it if I would have been smart. But I always you know you think about it short term, and you think about it. Well, I'm going to get it approved. It's only six months. How am I going to get these people out? You know, you th- think about the worst case. But the truth is, I, and and I didn't I didn't learn from that mistake. Well, actually I did because I I had a situation recently where I didn't get approved, and I found out that I'm never going to get approved. But in that case, at least I had a tenant in there that was paying me a couple thousand dollars a month in rent. So that. In the end, I also, it was a deal where I paid too much, but I knew that I could make a little, I ended up like breaking even on it. And I, I got, I got rental income for, I don't know, six months. So I made like 12,000 on it. So it wasn't bad. So you have to, it's a risk reward situation, right? You you never know if you're going to get approved. I did it in, a, in another, uh, in the village of South, South Floral Park. It's, it's like one of the smallest villages ever. There's like 1800 people in the village, like the people on the, well, people on the board of zoning appeals didn't know what they're doing because they had never—no one had ever applied during their term on the board of zoning appeals. So let me explain how this whole thing works, at least in New York, in my area. The way it works is, and this is the part that that's, that scares people: you have to call the local building department, right? And you have to say what is the minimum uh, square footage of a lot and what is the minimum frontage of a lot, right? Those are the two main things. So in most parts some parts of Long Island, it's 60 feet of frontage. You need 60 feet on the street and you need 6,000 square feet.
0: Right? 60 feet of like- Wide, 60 like, feet wide,
1: six feet wide okay. and, and 100 feet deep. Sometimes okay. it's it, it could be 80 so by 70 by that, But you need those minimums. So mm-hmm. you need to know that. And, and usually the people in the building department I find will very, will very easily tell you. Some are jerks, Some won't tell you over the phone, but in person you can get that information. And then you got to you got to whip out your tape measure and you got to figure out how it was. So I just had this property in the village of Babylon, where it was like 150 feet wide. The house was all the way on one side. This huge, like, empty forest on one side, and I thought it was um, it was 150, wide, but they needed like they needed like uh, 80 feet of frontage in that area. And I thought that I would that I would. I thought it was only 70. I thought it worked. Maybe it was 130, I don't remember, but I needed those small variants. But I spoke when I spoke to the people. So, so the way it works, and this is the complicated part. The way it works is you actually have to file a building permit and, and apply to build on this lot, right? Which you will always get rejected for, right? Because there's some kind of problem, assuming you don't have the minimum uh, uh, area. So you have to spend money on an architect who's got to, who's got to draw plans of a house, right? You hope you have an architect who has got stock plans that he can just duplicate, and you have to also get surveys. You have to get a survey of the entire lot. You have to get surveys of the proposed house lot with the existing property and a proposed new lot with a new property on it. And then you have to bring all that stuff. uh, Also, you have to get a survey map, a radius map. In some places it's hundred feet around the property. Some places it's 200 feet around the property with every single property that touches it. And the the VZA, the Board of Zoning Appeals look at it and decide whether this is uh, typical for the area or whether it is not typical for the area. And also, that radius map serves because all the people who's in that radius, who are in that radius, have to get notified that there's a board of zoning appeals hearing. So once your building permit gets rejected, in, mo- in most places, some places will let you forego getting the building permit, but most places will ask you <coughs> to file, apply for a building permit, get rejected, and then go to the board of zoning appeals. They call it the BZA, board of zoning appeals, with this big package of the surveys I just told you but obviously the plans of the house, they may want you to do a rendering of the front of the house also, and uh, and this radius map, and proof that you that you sent certified amount to everybody in that radius about uh, the hearing, and then they can show up to the hearing. Now, inevitably, some schmuck neighbor is going to explain why they don't want you to build it. it, it it's inevitable. So, so if you have the time, and I've done this in some places, you go to the neighbors and you tell them first, hey, I bought this lot, I'm building a house, it's going to be a nice house, I Like if you can write a letter, if I have a letter for you, if you can sign it, I'll print it up for you that you uh, that you agree with it. Those are the things that help you. Because inevitably some guy is gonna decide that it's not I remember the one in, in NIMBY,
0: El- not in my backyard.
1: There's a no-brainer. I mean a no-brainer, and this person said this is gonna destroy the character of the of, of the of the area. I mean it's just stupidity. Thankfully we got it and they can go pound in. But um that's the basic procedure. That's not it's not cheap, right? Because First of all, this whole thing takes time. You have to pay for an architect. You have to pay a lot of money for a surveyor because they're doing multiple surveys. You have to pay for a radius map. You have to pay for all the stupid postage to get these to get this thing out. And then you got you you probably need to hire either an attorney an attorney to represent you and you want to find out who the attorneys are that, that get things approved. And in some places, like Town Epstein, you have to hire a you don't have to, but it's recommended that you hire a real estate expert. It's like one guy who does every everything. And he gets up there and he basically says. This is typical. It's no big deal. There's 61% of the uh, foot lines of it. blah, blah, blah. All the, it's all this bullshit. And all these things cost money, right? It costs 10 grand easy. That's it 10 grand.
0: It. I was going to say that's 10 grand off the bat. right 10 grand it could be 15
1: grand. It depends. And then you, you also have to pay the fees, right? It's pay money to see the BZA. They don't do it for free. You got to pay money to apply for a permit. That could be $1,000, $2,000. So it could be 10 to $20,000. Most people just don't have the head for it and, um, don't have the money for it, and aren't going to wait for it, and 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 it's a crapshoot. As much as you think this is a no-brainer, and, and the, here's the problem: when you call the seller, and the seller tells you, "Oh, it's subdividable. I got 17 lots here. You can build a, a subdivision. You can build a mall. You can build a you can build a, a nuclear facility." They don't know anything, so you can never trust them. Right? I spoke to I spoke to maybe a thousand people who had vacant lots. Because at one point where I did I did a mailing, and for some reason, it was all vacant lots, and. Everybody was like, you can definitely build a house here. My grandfather built a house here. You can build a house here. They told me in the village, you can build a house here, right? And things change, right? I know in Babylon now, if you don't have sewage running to your to your, um, to your lot, and it's a substandard lot, they will never give you a yeah, uh, there, not for, not for an inch. If you're 59 feet, 11 inches, you won't get it. These things change over time. It's not so simple. A lot of these people don't believe you. But you have to verify with the local building authority as to what can be done and what can't be done. But that's the basic gist of, of subdivisions. Um, it's not easy and you need, you really need to, you need to have the money to pay. If you, if you have a hard money loan, you better start talking about extensions before you even start because you don't know how long it's gonna, talk, how long it's gonna, how long it's gonna take. You need to have a good lender who understands it's gonna take time and you need to be able to pay the taxes or whatever, whatever the going costs are, and I would highly recommend that as quick as you think it's gonna take, you find some way to monetize the property if you can, because it's
0: probably gonna take a lot longer. So so I'm here's my bad. thoughts on that. Now, you're like a walking uh, textbook on this stuff, encyclopedia. This is why I, I called you 10 minutes ago and said, Hey, I hope you're not busy. Or, I, I pulled the crystal. I said, I don't
1: definitely- want to deal with this because it's so freaking complicated. I don't think anybody gives a crap, but
0: okay. I, I, I'm like, okay. I'm pulling it out of you. Cause there's, there's going to be one person that listens and says, I'm going to start doing this. And they're going to say, Mike, thanks for making me a hundred grand. Where do I send Listen,
1: from? somebody watching this can be in an area where it's significantly easier.
0: Like it's easier in, in California. I know that for sure.
1: Live in Alaska, there's no building department, but but in New York, it's a it's a bitch and a half. So yeah, I, would, I would call the local authority anyway and
0: ask them how it works. So here's here's a little hack that can work, but might not work. You can get a property under contract, and this is a, if you have a seller who probably wants their price. will name their price, whatever it is. Let's say it's market value, and your terms are we can get it under contract subject to not the existing mortgage, but subject to me Approved. getting your property subdivided and. Right you will have to go with the flow. Absolutely, so the
1: second one I did, I did it subject to, that was in the village of South Florida Park, It was actually a much quicker process, but that guy sold it to me subject to approval. As soon as I got the approval, I closed on it. Um, He got his money, he was happy. And then I immediately sold the lot. I already had a a contract, I was in contract already on the lot, also subject to. So I was in contract to buy the property service too, and I was in contract to sell the lot subject to. Sold it to a builder right away, did you and, find
0: that builder on the MLS or did you find that builder from your network?
1: I don't remember. I think it's from the network. There was a guy, There was a guy who built in the area and I called him. Yeah. He was good. I sold him a couple of lots cause I bought all the other lots that, you know, I, sometimes I just buy vacant land and I said, I will sell it to a builder if I don't want to build on it. Um, so yes, buying property subject to is good. So, so some people understand what that means and understand this is going to be, this could take a tough time and, and it may never happen. Some yeah. have no idea what that means, and, and they just think, okay, this guy's giving me my number. I might as well just agree to whatever he does. But it's usually the attorney's going to tell them that this is something, in New York, anyway, that this is something that could take time. Um, but, yeah, that's much better. There's no risk. Well, there is risk in that case. The, the risk costs. is, right, all the soft costs you're going to put into it, if you don't get approved, you're not going to buy the property, but you're going to be at that ten to $20,000 that we discussed before. But Plus you're, you're you're limiting your risk significantly. I knew every time I bought a property, the ones that worked and the ones that didn't work, that if worst case scenario i don't get approved um i'm not going to take that much of a beating but it's a risk-reward thing so if i have a twenty thousand dollar or a forty or a fifty thousand dollar downside but i have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar upside sometimes i'll do that because it makes sense you got to just weigh the risk reward in 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 those situations
0: well especially too like if you know in our area lots are actually well depending on the town but the lots are actually valuable right especially if you can hand a lot on a silver platter that's already went through all the bullshit. That's appealing to a builder because a builder, if they're truly a builder, that's what they're going to do. Half that They're spending half their day on doing that anyway.
1: So I've, I've spoken to maybe a hundred different builders in my area. And I can tell you almost none of them will buy a property if it's not approved to go because they don't want to deal with it and they don't want to take that chance. And as they look at it, is this is a zero value to me, if it doesn't get approved, there were times where I had somebody who wouldn't let me buy it subject to, but it seemed like a real no brainer. And I, I handed it to Builders for prices that I thought were unbelievable for these builders begging me for land, please give me some build. And they were like, it's zero value to me if it's not approved yet. I'm not gonna take that chance. They, and why? Because a lot of these guys have been burned, right? It takes one jerk off neighbor to come up and say, you know, I need an environmental, I need an environmental study or something stupid like that. <laughs> People are in the ass. Now I'm on my own, I'm in my village that I live in, I'm on the planning board. So we only see like subdivisions when they're completely approved already. Either they got the variance or it's completely as of right. And so I, have, I have access to look at like old um, old planning board uh, minutes. And I'm looking at stuff. My village over 100 years old. I'm looking at stuff like in the 1910s in areas that are now normal. And somebody wants to divide a massive lot into two houses and people are screaming the same BS they're screaming now. You're going to kill the neighbor. The traffic's going to be terrible. Oh, the... Environment is the same shit. People will always complain against development. Always in my neighborhood right now, there is pitchforks and torches going on. They don't want. They just approved some rezoning the area near us. They're telling how bad everything's going to get. And and I have good friends that are like the leaders of this movement. And I'm like, I do not agree with you. You're going to have to develop this area. Right? We had a we had a um. A golf course, massive golf course that was zoned residential, and some guys, some, and the golf course, the private golf course was going out of business. They couldn't make, couldn't make ends meet, so a couple of rich guys bought the golf course, and they were able to build, as of right, 180 houses. The place went bonkers. They went nuts. So they, they said, like, we'll negotiate. Maybe you want to build less, build 100 houses, and they, 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 they yelled at the town of Hempstead so loud the town of Hempstead rezoned the land to some special use where they can't do. So the, the the developer now is suing the town of Hempstead for ten million dollars. I think they're going to win. They, they bought a property. they were going to do something with it. They rezone this in a special use because all the neighbors are so angry. To me, it's nuts, right? They should negotiate it. So build fifty houses on this massive golf course instead of hundred and fifty. But they they there was nobody to talk to. It was just screaming people foaming at the mouth. So um, they're still screaming foaming at the mouth. There's always going to be people who fight development, even if it's even if it's literally so the taking the best episode. interest. Even if it's in the best season, you have a dis- the lot, the one in Babylon was disgusting. People were begging, the neighbors were begging me to build a house on it, but the village would never give me a variance for it. Never. It just didn't, didn't work for them. And it was super deep. It was 200 feet deep. People just...
0: It's risk reward, right? So the takeaways for people listening, for us to put this in English, is that if you can get a lead and you are in my area or Michael's area, New York City is a whole nother show, but basically if you see that the property, and this is a, a quick hack. If you go on Redfin or PropStream or the, ML, well, the MLS is garbage for that, but if you go on Redfin or PropStream or Zillow and you see all the comps and you look at the lot, so this is huge in California. You look at the lot size and you see all the neighbor's lots are 6,000 square feet, 7,000 square feet. And you see that your lot is 14,000 square feet and you go there or you send someone there and you see that there's an opportunity where, Oh, it's to the left, it's to the right. You got to use your common sense to to identify this because if the property is directly in the middle of that big lot, you're fucked, right? You can't. Maybe you can build an ADU. In the maybe map. you got to
1: look and see what what builders pay for it. It's possible yeah. that you knock down the house, you can get more for two. Well, yeah,
0: and two you lots, it, but but, but the math, it gets harder. It gets much harder. Yeah, because yeah, if you get it at a discount or you buy it at retail, you not. Because I'll give you an example. Like in Westchester, you can buy a shack for five hundred k knock like, like I'm talking on the water, Westchester across the sound from you and you buy a shack, knock it down, split that lot and build two houses. And they both sell for 1.2 million. Yeah. You got some, you got something there, but if you're in a different, like, for example, if you're in like the middle of nowhere, Dutchess County and land is very, um, uh, very abundant, (laughs) right. You, you really, and I had this happen. I've actually had this happen to me several times where the seller's like, it's on 15 acres. The, The things you can, I'm like, listen, dude, your house is backs up to a farm nobody like there's not a lot of value there but if you're in a very urban dense northern new jersey um you know even some parts of orange county some parts of rockland county pretty much all of rock county all of westchester all of nassau all some of suffolk like there's a lot of urban dense housing that you can build so you really just gotta you suburban, know suburban suburban yeah and that's really what we like because that's where the demand is right so that's subdivisions in a nutshell on a completely second note a uh, second hand this i want to keep this quick because i know you're busy but i heard from the stork aka one of our buddies that suffolk county is fucked right now can you please explain what's going on with suffolk county because this is legit this is the craziest thing i've ever heard of. Our buddy was telling us about this. I was on the phone with him for like an they're hour.
1: They're not, they're not, they're, they're, they're. What they're happened some in kind of, Suffolk County? What happened? That's some kind of technical problem. They can't record anything. So they don't want you to close anything until they fix their, fix their stuff.
0: No, but do you know, there's, there's a, like a, there's like an $800 million ransom going on. Like oh, they got happened.
1: They got ransomware at their at the clerk's office. By the way, this could be the best thing because their 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 system is so. I told
0: huge. Jeremiah, I said this might be the best thing that ever happened to you because they're going to have to fix their. Fucking
1: Maybe they'll system. actually put their recorded documents somewhere where anybody can see it. I mean, it's such a mess. It's so pathetic that they can't figure this out, but they deserve it because their system is so bad. I, it's probably as. You probably can get a seven-year-old hacker Could can probably go into the Suffolk County clerk's office and and create his own deeds and his own, and, or just record his own stuff. Their system was so backwards. It's terrible. Is it
0: holding you up to close? Like, what's going on over there? Like, what does this mean for people who- I have a
1: deal I'm supposed to close. Um, some people are close. Some title companies are going to close it and hold it, you know, and just- I guess, I, The truth is, if you hold- Listen, if nobody's recording anything from a title company's perspective, what are you really afraid of? Right. you're afraid that this guy's going to sell it to somebody else during that time. I mean, it's unlikely. So hopefully, they'll fix their system shortly. He, I mean, he told
0: me he said this yesterday, and I said that's the crazy. I mean, he said there was like 1. A, it's a legitimate hack. There's a <laughs> there's one point like four 100.
1: million people are all uh, screwed because uh, Suffolk County can't can't figure out cybersecurity. It's easy to that's, believe.
0: I mean, listen, that's a major county too. It's not like, you know, Greene County, New York population of 50,000 got hacked. This is a major county with-
1: no- it's a lot. But if it, get, if it gets fixed soon, I think most people will be okay with it. If it takes longer, then obviously it's a bigger problem. Is this
0: an issue in Nassau or is it just Suffolk? Just Suffolk. Well, Nassau's got pretty good tax records from what I've seen. It's
1: pretty normal. It's, it's pretty normal that I can go into Nassau County's public records and see everything recorded like since 1980. That makes sense, right? I can see deeds. I can see mortgages in Suffolk to see an actual document. I can't even figure out how to pay for it. You're supposed to pay for it by the day. By the, you can't even like just click buy this document, which is what you should do, right? Charge me a dollar or $2, who cares? But I should be able to see who's on the deed. And you can't, Suffolk County is terrible. And can also-
0: you go in Nassau and see if they owe taxes?
1: Yeah, you can. If you have an address, you can check and it's up to date to the day. It's very good. Oh, the Nassau County Treasurer's Office is good. But you can't. what you can't do is you can't run a report of everybody that owes taxes. That's impossible. You can only check out
0: address by
1: address, which sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely, that's the thing I realized too, like, you know, in my county, my main county, you can, I actually subscribed to, it's called um, IQS or something. It's a big database. They cover the Northeast and you can uh, go in there. I actually have a VA that does this and they go in and they look for all of the recorded, like the doc, like, you know, foreclosures and whatnot. And they take that information and they put it into our system and they get prospected. But if you have really good, like, and if you're in our area listening, like if you don't have a lot of money, let's say you're in the Hudson Valley, you have no money. Like you can't spend money on mail. You can get the best data basically for $150 a quarter. And you can go in and you can find fresh foreclosures. You can find uh, liens. You can find all the shit that you would need to find. It's going to take some time, but you can really, develop a system to where you can get in touch with people, you know, before the prop streams of the world get it. And you can have some pretty good opportunities, right? So there's, there's, you know, there's always a good way if you get really good at your public records in your local county, you can make a fortune, right? You can get access to properties that that the big companies haven't tapped into yet. So, you know, we covered a lot of ground today. I know you got to go. So long story short, if you're subdividing, you need to do your homework and you have to have the right expectations. If you're in Suffolk County, you should send a letter to the the county whoever and say you fix your shit, bro. <laughs> if you're if you're in Nassau, you're good to go, right? So right, it was a good show. People are going to get value from it and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye-bye.